we feel uh, excited. You know, we're going to be for four years excitement, you know, how we prepare. Olympic Channel Podcast, Buenos Aires 2018. That was Amadou D.A. Bar. I'm Ed Knowles, and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. We are in Buenos Aires, and as well as giving you all the headlines from the Youth Olympic Games each day, we will also be finding the biggest Olympic talking points and asking some of the world's very best athletes and influencers to go in deep about all things Olympic. We are well and truly up and running here in Buenos Aires. I'm sat here in the Athletes' Village right now, looking out, very sunny day, people juggling. He's just dropped it. Yep, got to pick that up. And all the sport is already kicking off. And there's been a big announcement as well. Senegal will be Africa's first country to host an Olympic event. We'll be giving you the lowdown on that big decision. It's becoming official today. And we were going to find out what it really means for Africa with Senegal's only Olympic medalist, Amadou Diaye-Barr. And we also sat down with Kirsty Coventry. She is a double Olympic champion swimmer and now a politician in Zimbabwe. And she gave us a bit of context as to why this was not just a big deal for Senegal, but also for Africa as whole. So plenty coming up, but first. The Youth Olympic Games headlines. It's official, well, nearly. The IOC will confirm Senegal as 2022 Youth Olympic Games host later today. It's the first time an African country has hosted an Olympic event. The Thai football team, who was in a cave for nearly two weeks, played a football match against Argentinian mega team River Plate. The Buenos Aires Giants youth team drew 3-3 in a friendly game played at the legendary Monumental Stadium. River President Rodolfo Dononfrio said he was proud to host the team. Today is a very important day because we receive these boys that they live in a terrible thing, but uh, the war is with them. Grigori Shamakov has been awarded the first gold medal of Buenos Aires 2018. The 18-year-old shooter won the 10-metre air rifle in the men's. Olympic Channel Podcast, Buenos Aires 2018. So Senegal is absolutely sports crazy. Just throw Senegalese wrestling into a search engine if you don't believe me and, well, prepare to be amazed. It's a nation with footballers, runners and basketball players and all have had some success on the world stage. Now the Youth Olympic Games will be coming to the country in 2022. So who better to talk to than Senegal's only Olympic medalist, 400-metre hurdler, Amadou Diaz-Bar. Evelyn Water managed to track him down right here in Buenos Aires. Olympic Channel Podcast, Buenos Aires 2018. We feel uh, excited, you know, we're going to be for four years excitement, you know, how we prepare and uh, now the country, everybody are uh, happy to be having. Last week we, we, we spoke to the head of the state, you know, he's going to put everything to Everything's going to be well done because all the world is going to look in Senegal. Not in Senegal, but in Africa. That's the games for Africans, you know, and we, 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 we make an appeal for all these uh, countries in Africa to, to join us. To, it's going to be a, a, a good moment for, 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 for all of us. Even in Senegal, you know, we, we're still happy and uh, it's going to be the great games, first time we have these games in, uh, in Africa. And also before the games, now we're going to prepare our young boys, you know, to what's, what's going on the Youth Olympic Games, what we're going to do for the Youth Olympic Games and what we're going to do after is a very great moment for, for us, for Senegal and for, for Africa. You talk about the legacy. This is a very important part in terms of hosting any Olympic Games. What do you think this uh, Youth Olympic Games will leave 
What sort of legacy do you think this Youth Olympic Games will leave for Senegal and most importantly for Africa? Yeah, for Senegal, we're going to have a very good infrastructure now. The, the problem in, uh, in Africa is that's the further infrastructure. Now, having this uh, use Olympic Games, we're going to have a good infrastructure in Senegal. You know, we're going to we're going to promote the sports. You know, in uh, in, in Senegal, and also uh, we're going to educate our young people. You know, for the value and the, for the Olympic 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 values, also in in, in Dakar in Senegal and so it's going to be a good achievement if we achieve this one. And do you think now this, after this Olympics has come to Africa, there's a chance that the main Olympics can also come to Africa in some years to come? That's a very, very good hope. You know, we're going to start with the use and what we were, if we do it well, and now we're going to see what country can have the Olympic Games. But the Olympic Games is a very, very big challenge. And uh, in Africa, we like to, to have this challenge to, to, to maybe we don't know which year, but maybe one day the Olympic Games is going to be in Africa. Do you feel lonely? Do you hope that one day some other athletes from Senegal can win an Olympic medal and join you in the club? That's what I say every day. My, 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 my biggest happiness right now, after 30 years, to see one Senegalese won a medal. And we, I did all my best, you know, coaching sometimes, giving advice sometimes. But uh, we wait. That 30 years is too long. Maybe. 2020, maybe we're gonna. If you have a medal there, it's gonna be fine. But my greatest and what my wish, you know, and my praise is to have one Senegalese get a medal one day on this Olympic Games. Thank you very much, Amadou. <laughs> Olympic Channel podcast. Thanks to Amadou. Now there's a swimmer from Africa, and she's also a winner. In 2016, Kirsty Coventry retired from swimming after her fifth Olympic Games. In her possession, the joint most individual medals in Olympic history. Now, the 35-year-old is taking her experience at the pool into politics. She's still very much tied to the Olympic Games and is an IOC member as well, but she was recently elected as Minister of Youth, Sports, Arts and Recreation for Zimbabwe. So Eve and I sat down with Kirsty and we started off by asking her whether she was really ready for this big new job in politics. Olympic Channel podcast. I don't know if you're ever really ready for such a big task, but um, you know, I think it, I look at it similar to my career in the pool. You, you know, if you're asking an athlete before they walk out for their finals for, you know, possibly winning a medal, I don't know if honestly any of them would ever tell you, yes, I'm ready. You know, they'd be like, yes, but you know, maybe, you know, because you. You might say yes because you want to come across confidence, but I think you're always sort of sitting there going, yeah, I think athletes are pretty re realistic, so they will always um, expect more of themselves almost. And I think that's, um, that's kind of where I am right now, is I'm super excited about the opportunities that uh, are ahead of us and that are ahead of Zimbabwe and the youth and, and our art and our culture and, and, and our sport. I've got a massive portfolio, but it is, it is, it's exciting. It's exciting to see where we could possibly take this and where we could go with it. I think it's an exciting time for Africa and that's why Eve's with us here. 
And she, she's, from, she's from Kenya, one of our news producers here. And I think today we're going to talk a little bit about Senegal, mm. who are going to host the Youth Olympic Games in 2022. As someone from, as both of you are from Africa, um, what do you both think about about that and, and the first for Africa? I know. I, I mean, I still remember sitting uh, in the um, session, in the last session, where the everyone started saying it would be great to take the games to Africa, it would be great. And and I was almost sitting there like, is this really happening? Are people really getting behind the continent and it's changing <laughs> and even getting a little emotional? But it, it's, it's so, it's a huge honor. It's going to be, um, you know, a, a great opportunity for us as Africans to show exactly who we are and what we're made of and, and how we can um, come together and, and our culture. And um, it's, it's very exciting you know as a journalist I've had I've covered so many times <laughs> when there's a dream for an African Olympics yeah and then to finally sit through and imagine that I will actually experience yes. an African Olympics yeah it's just amazing Ed you yeah, know it just it feels is. like surreal mm. you know how better can it get for Africa exactly. so we are almost there because there's always been this feeling that we might never have an African Olympics. Mm, but yeah, once we've yeah. done the Youth Olympics, bring on the main Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> bring it on. We are ready for the Olympics. Yeah, it's well, exciting. I, I think there's, there's sometimes, some people will definitely say, and it'll be happening right now, why is sport this big priority? There's plenty of things in Africa that need to be mm. you know, done before sport. Mm. Why do you think, Kirsty, that sport is so important? I think the biggest reason is it brings hope and it creates hope and it allows people to dream and, and, and it gives you a, almost like a, a, not a fantasy, but you know, kind of a, a way to think of other things. And you know, we, I have a foundation at home called Heroes and we work with kids in the community and we go and uh, we play five, six different sports and we teach them how to play all these sports. And the feedback that we've got is that, yes, they may have sort of, come on an empty stomach and, and they you know, know that they're going to have a long walk home, but just the fact that they can come and play volleyball, soccer, rugby and be with other kids and, and enjoy being kids and forget about where they come from, who they are, what's, you know, what the struggles are that maybe the family's going through. And I think that's the most powerful thing um, is that it does create hope for someone and it does allow you to dream and, and reimagine how things can be better and and then it I believe gives you the values and it gives you the mindset and it gives you the it teaches you those soft skills that you can then use to go and create your own change go and be that change maker go and grab that opportunity go and create an opportunity for yourself and 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 you've now had that confidence from sport to go and do that and, and that's really I think the and biggest again, thing. And again Ed, you know, sport has been the unifying factor for Africa. Yeah. If you look at South Africa, we use sport to heal. Yeah, exactly. People were pained, but then the only thing that healed them is sport. Yeah, exactly. I remember even in Kenya when we had the post-election violence, yeah. the best way to reach out to the masses was through sport. Yeah, exactly. Yes, people were hungry, they were homeless. Yeah. But when it came to going to the stadium, we met, we all sat in the same yeah. circle. Yeah. So sport has, has a unifying way in Africa that irrespective, be it, exactly. I might be on an empty stomach, someone else might be homeless. Yeah. But when we meet at that point, 
we are all sports people. And so I believe yeah. that is the, that was the, the motivation huge. to it's take a huge sports, uh, the, the Olympics to and Africa. And it's not to say that those aren't important things. Yes, every child should have proper nutrition. Every child should have proper education. We're not saying that that's not important. <laughs> but in the reality, until those things can become a reality, um, sport brings in exactly like Evelyn said, brings people together, brings that unifying, brings that community and even back. The escapism, and you can share it, yeah, you know? and they share things. Yeah. And then you suddenly, you know, we've seen like a little kid will come with a packet of chips and he takes one and then he passes <laughs> it around. And so, I mean, it's just, it, it creates those opportunities that not a lot of other things do because if it's religion, everyone has their own, so that's exactly. a divide. If it's, um, you know, um, School, even schools, it's the schools get competitive against each other. So this, is, you know, sport is just that sort of, like, uh, if you said that unifying thing that can bring people and bond people together, and it doesn't matter where or who you and are. What's it like in Senegal? It's amazing. Yeah. Senegalese yeah. sport is raw. You know, it's yeah. fun. And it's so emotional. It, it, do you know what? It's since we're in Buenos Aires, there are some similarities with the, the population, with the citizens of Buenos Aires and Senegal, because it's literally you go in and it's everyone will be cheering and cheering for each other, and even if it's a, a competitive, they'll be cheering for them just as loud. And I think that again, it's the power of sport. It's showing, and that there's a, a love that Senegalese have. For sport and um, it's it's ingrained in their culture and heritage. And it's part so, of the culture, you know. Yeah, that it's so an important. artistic, a sporty yeah. city. You wake up in the morning, you find people running. Mm. Forty degrees, the heat, the yeah. sun is right there, and you see people stretching out yeah. on the beaches, just running and jogging away, and you wonder what is it yeah. that drives these people, you know? So we call it actually the capital of sport in Africa. Wow! So sport is going home. I think one of the, the great things about the Olympics as well is that uh, men and women are on an equal footing, sort of like Dariga, basically, <laughs> because there's a men and women's event in, and we're working towards as the Olympic yeah, Games, yes. getting that in every single event. Um, what do you think this event in particular for Senegal will do for gender equality in Africa? I, well, I don't think it's just what it would do for Senegal. I think... Um, culturally for Africa it's a huge opportunity for us to push equality and and, um, and especially when it comes to gender we still uh, have a lot of work to do as a continent in that area and it's uh, what the games are showing um, is and and by leading with the equal number of athletes and equal number of men and women and uh, even within the organizations, it's it's growing and it's getting better and they're trying to lead by example. I think are, it's a huge opportunity for, for other African countries um, to learn, to embrace, to realize that maybe we have to change a little bit the way that we think. Um, you know, again, going back to personal experiences at home, I had a father of one of our girls that came to, the, to my program at home and he just came and he was like had tears in his eyes and he completely made me cry and he was just like you know thank you i thought my daughter was not good at anything and i didn't think she would be able to do anything and 
and but you've shown me that she's so talented because I didn't realize she could play all these sports and I just see her in a different way and I value her in a different way and that was so powerful uh, you know for a dad to come and say that about his 12 year old daughter and so I think the games will have uh, hopefully a huge impact on creating future leaders for, for young girls and young women it's, it's exciting. And just to add on to what Kisti is saying, there's also the aspect, if you look at African sport, mm. the women, the female athletes are actually performing better than men. Yes. But they've, they've always, there's always been this aspect that they have to justify yep. the investment in women's sports. Yep. So here will, there will be a chance where you need to yep. just put in the money mm. and you can be sure you will see the yep. results. If you look at basketball, mm -hmm. the West African teams are doing very well. So well. Very well in... Uh, Yep. international competition yep. we have the female athletes from Kenya for instance the runners yeah we have you as a no, swimmer I mean I, I love that you bring that up because it's something that I mentioned at <laughs> home any opportunity I'm like you know all Olympic medals of Zimbabwe are won by women just throwing that out we, you exactly. know, and I'm not saying it to be arrogant or a mean way or to like put the men down because we still need right we need our, we need men and women to work together in order to, to accomplish this um, but it's so true, and I and I th I'm hoping that the games will show that. Like, and that's exactly you know. It's still easier to yeah. sponsor a men's team in Africa yeah. than to sponsor a women's team. But and you can sad, be sure that yeah. the results will will come from. We're not being very sexist here. Yeah. Uh, you can okay, be sure. Yeah. You can be sure yeah. the medals will come. The medals from the swimming will come from kissing, yeah. Oh, yeah, but not yeah. from Ed, right? Well, 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 definitely not from me. Definitely not from me. So just to wrap up then, I, I just to, on a personal level, have you been missing the pool? How is it in the suit? How are you, I, 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 how are you I, feeling? I have not even had time to miss the pool, to be very honest. Um, I wish I could say I really miss it, but I really haven't even had time to try and miss it. Um, but you know, I, I was watching some swimming the other day, one of the World Cups, and I missed the competing. Oh. Um, and you know, I I think as an athlete, you can't, you're going through it, and you know the daily grind, the physical grind is so hard. Um, but when you don't have that structure and that sort of you know almost excuse, you're like, I'm competing, I need to go rest. Now it's like you, you don't have those excuses to say, I'm sorry, I need, I really need to go lie down for just two seconds. And life is just crazy and everything gets thrown at you. So I probably miss that the, the most, not so much the in the pool. Ah, okay. Well, thank you very much. I feel enlightened. Thank you, Ed. So yeah, thank there you. Is all good. Thank you. Thank you. Right, tomorrow's episode, we will be talking to swimmer, refugee, and Olympian Yusra Mardini. She also has a really cool Instagram feed, well worth a follow. We'll be talking to her all about how to stop comparing yourself to others. Also, we have one athlete to keep an eye on, on Aaliyah Powell from Great Britain. She is competing in the weight category under 49 kilos. She's just 15 and is already a world junior champion. You can check out her story by searching for Heroes of the Future, then her name. The Brits have had some good form in the Youth Olympic Games in the past. Double Olympic champion Jade Jones started off by winning gold in 2010. Both Jade and Aaliyah train in the same place in Manchester. 
Remember, if you want to catch up on any of the action from the Youth Olympic Games, then the Olympic Channel is the place to be. We have countless hours, well, not countless, we've actually counted them. There's 550 live hours from nearly 150 events, and we've got a 24-7 dedicated Youth Olympic Games channel. And if you go to olympicchannel.com or download the app, then you can watch that probably right now. One more thing, if you do get the chance, then have a look at our daily live show hosted by the brilliant Ashley Tullock. She had Max and Harvey on the other day and well, they caused absolute chaos and that was very funny to me. She's our resident Kiwi and she's all over Facebook, Twitter and they have some videos and some fun bits and votes and stuff, games that you should check out, it's quite good. All right, I think that's it for now. See you soon. Think, Think like an Olympian. Olympian.